Welcome to episode eight of Coffee with Braz, brought to you by Victorian Responsible Gambling Foundation. Love the game. This week, we'll be talking to one of everyone's favourites, Chloe Malloy. I want you to meet one of Collingwood's superstars. The girl that when she gets the ball in her hand, magic happens. Chloe is one of those players that when the team needs a momentum change, she is the one that puts her hands up and makes it happen. From playing in the back line to now being in the forward line, this girl can do absolutely anything. Meet the girl we like to call our X Factor. Thank you, Chloe, for coming on Coffee with Braz. Thank you for having me, Coffee with Braz. Oh, mate, I needed the X Factor on. I've been excited. (laughs) Don't start. Oh, I'm starting it. It started from the start. So what's your coffee order? Um, I drink a latte. Just a latte. Just Full plain latte. fat cow's milk latte. You're, you're my type of person. As someone could, would say, cow's uh, pus. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yes, she would. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> and I wouldn't get coffee with her because <laughs> I can't drink a coffee if that's the case. I just also don't want to pay the extra 50 cents to get like the almond or the soy. Just, I'm a bit of a tight ass. I'd be ass. happy to pay with it for the 50 cents, but it just changes your coffee. Just not And right. then like, instead of a $5 note, you've got to like have coins. Just inconvenient. Yeah, see, I'm the lazy tapper. Yeah. Oh, you're Don't the, tell me the, the click. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Tap, tap all the way. No cashies. No cash jobs. <laughs> no. It's <laughs> all to the card. I would lose the money. I'm terrible. I'm that person that, like, once they wash their clothes and they put their clothes on, haven't worn these shorts for, like, how long? I'm like, $20? Like, <laughs> yes! I'm terrible. But let's talk about footy. So you're... A player that has played footy from a very young age. I did see a photo with you as a little girl with a helmet on and <laughs> still had the ponytail. Yes, I actually haven't changed my hairstyle for 22 years. And you're 22, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> breaks my heart that you're that young. <laughs> How old are you? You don't want to know. Don't play the age game. I don't play the age game. You don't play the no, age I'm game. I'm nine years here. older than you. We can work that out. <laughs> but how old were you when you started playing footy? I started in prep, so I started because I grew up with um, boys on my street and back then it was like the boys played footy, so I knew nothing else because they played footy and, you know, mum and dad never were like, oh, you can't go do that. So I just would go out and play footy. We'd have a tree and we'd set up a cut, like one of the cars would be there. So we'd be like, all right, that's the goals. And then we'd go down the other end and be like, oh, well, that's the goals. And it was funny because like it was, wasn't, you know, dead straight. It was like one goal was here and one goal was there and we'd just play on the front lawn. And, yeah, goals um, are diagonal, but they're still it, goals. We, just made, we made whatever. Was, I think half of it was a gravel, like there was a driveway of, of rocks and plants and like you'd jump over them. But so I was probably, probably prep like when you can start Auskick played from then and then just knew nothing else so played it up until the typical stock standard age where a lot of girls will say we couldn't play footy anymore yeah and you're you're like me I think like I'd played with the boys back in the day in primary school and like you said it wasn't any different you playing it wasn't like oh this is a weird thing a girl's playing it was just normal and all the boys found it normal as well up until I guess you couldn't play yeah and I think you would be similar like I obviously had netball to fall back on and you had basketball and so did was it a big shock for you when you couldn't play or did basketball just kind of take over anyway oh I, th- I just knew no different like I was a bit you know naive and I just is I'm not a bit of a carefree person and that's probably you know comes from mum mum was just like oh I couldn't play footy anymore there was no we weren't really sure of a pathway because I grew up playing in Whittlesey 
and then back then there was no pathway for me to continue on to so you know it was like oh well like you had fun you know the boys are off going to go play they're a lot bigger and stronger now and um I played basketball well like mum and dad encouraged us kids to play all types of sports like that's I think you learn the greatest life lessons from that and we played footy and then I just went on to basketball because I was just like oh well on to the next thing like I'll go play basketball I can play in in an all-girls team I can you know mum was probably thinking oh there's actually a pathway for Chloe and you know they're forking out all this money for footy boots and that and it's like oh not that it ever crossed her mind that it would go nowhere but she was probably like, oh, okay, we're going to invest some money and it could probably end up somewhere. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of just on to the next thing for me. You, you can tell now already, like, how relaxed you are. I could have just, told you as, oh, like, well. a 14-year-old. Sweet, playing basketball Okay, now. no worries. See you, boys. <laughs> playing. I was spewing. <laughs> like, I wish I could still – like, I wish back then I could have played because I'm not as close with them anymore just because once you kind of go off on your own pathways, you just – once you're out of a certain bubble, you just yeah. lose all contact. But, yeah, I was just like, all right, yeah. see ya. I'll go play basketball. And question, like, this is just a 100% from me. Why basketball and not netball? <laughs> I be honest, like, refused can- to wear a skirt. Didn't Couldn't stand the thought of wearing a skirt. And it's actually like it goes back. A, I was a bit of a tomboy. I grew up with boys. It was just shorts and a T-shirt. That was the easy thing to kick footy in. That was, you know, he'd get dirty. It was easy. Um, and Because like, mum loves the netball, right? Loves it. Like, yeah. all she's ever wanted is for me to play netball. Like, I just want to play one game with yeah, you. She wants like, the girly girl yep, in the dress. Yeah, and I was like, nah, just the whole, like, zip up the skirt thing. Like <laughs> Back in the old of, days, like, the Velcro, open, the zip. It was the zip, then the Velcro. And I, I played, played once in a skirt, and I said to mum, I was like, I'm not playing unless I can play in shorts. And then she's like, obviously gone to the committee, like, can Chloe wear shorts? And they're like, yeah, okay. Like, and I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll play netball. And um, I didn't. I think I played one game. I filled in for one game with mum. So, you know, ticked her dream box. Um, <laughs> but I, I just refused to wear a skirt. Didn't want to. And actually, in primary school, we on school photos, the girls had to wear a dress and. Um, I had a dress, mum packed the dress in my bag and she's like, all right, Chloe, you just have to have one photo in it. Just school photo day, just put the dress on. I was like, okay, yeah, 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 no worries. Anyway, I rock up in my sport uniform, go to the toilets, get changed, go take the photo, whatnot. And then I get home and mum recalls the story. She's like, and then I got home and she goes, oh, where's where's your dress? And I was like, oh, gave it away. I just, I just gave it away. And she's like, who to? And I was like, oh, whoever it was. And anyway, she she called the mum and the mum was like, thank you so much for the school dress. Like, And, and her mum was like, do you want it back? Um, and then my mum was like, nah, don't worry. Just keep it. But can Chloe borrow it once a year for school photos? She's like, yeah, done deal. So I had one dress that I wore once a year and that kind of the trend just went on. That's so why. school was fine that you didn't have to wear your school dress? Yeah, I just had to wear my yellow T-shirt to identify that I was a, a girl and a student <laughs> at the school. I love this school. Yeah. It's a school I would like to go to. And I love mum for not having, you know, for being like, do you want to wear a dress? And I was like, nah, no worries. Yeah. Cool. I'll wear my yellow shirt instead. Yeah. Except for school photo day. Except for school photo day. She's like, just, that's the one day. And I was like, okay, I can I can be a girly girl on that day for you then. Yeah. And so basketball, obviously, netball, you, you played you one game. You probably got MVP. <laughs> um, but basketball. So where did that come from? Was that a like from school or 
did you start like I've read your profile you've gone pretty high did you go straight into reps or did that did you start at school um we didn't have the opportunity at school to play basketball um we did Friday like round robins but um basketball was never option I think I think mum just put the movie Like Mike on. Yeah, um, is that not the greatest? Movie? The greatest yeah. movie where it like One goes on and there's like electricity. Yeah, so well, you got, I, I got to the stage. I used to put like shoes on and be like, actually say it. I'm like Mike. Yeah, please make so, me like Mike. And then Jake and I'd go play shots in the backyard. It never happened. That's that's well. That's what I did. And yeah. then I didn't have the shoes and I didn't throw them up and get them electrocuted. And then in the storm, go <laughs> grab them. But missing. that's okay. That's what I was missing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Mum just put that on. And then I turned around to her and I was like, I want to play that sport. Like, and she was like, All right, let's go make it happen. So I started started domestically Wednesday nights in Whittlesea. And then um, someone tapped on Mum's shoulder. And was like, Oh, she's actually pretty good. Like, do you know about the rep? thing uh which is like representing basketball and you can play for like I played it for Diamond Valley and Elson which is you play Friday nights and um I just transitioned from domestic Wednesday nights to Friday nights to um I guess investing a lot of energy and time into that becoming half decent training change like obviously if it's local you're probably not training and then if it's rep are you training now yeah so domestic all I can remember was doing layups and it was like, aim for the corner of the square and it'll go in. And like, I can just remember doing that. And I recall being so bored because I was like, I just, yeah, aim for this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we trained once, like, I, I actually reckon you train before the game and then just rock up and play. Yeah. And then when it got yeah, to... the warm-up is your training session. The warm-up is your training <laughs> session. i actually pretty sure that's how it went. And then Dad was the coach one year. I think that's the basketball I used to play. <laughs> just warm-up for half an hour. Oh, that's training too. And then we're going to go into a game. Um, so, yeah, the training changed pretty dramatically. Like, once you get into rep, it gets, starts to get pretty serious because there's titles to be won across Victoria and then interstate even. So, like... It was one training and it was like an hour, half an hour before the game. And then it, I think it was two nights a week, played Friday night. And then when I played for Eltham, it was get up Saturday morning as well. Yeah. So it got pretty full on um, for me and mum because I had a, my young, I didn't have a younger brother. I do have one, um, Zach, because he played footy and I played basketball. So mum would travel with me and dad would take Zach to footy. Yeah. So yeah, it got, got pretty full on. Pretty full on. Very yeah, full, pretty on. full on. As just a parent, ask when you've got like other kids that play sport, like I just look what mum did for, for Jake and I and like, oh. like I really want Louis to be involved in sport, but I'm also like, there goes our life. <laughs> life but is also, gone. I do want like what your mum would have been like. You want your kids in a good environment where they're going to learn, I yeah. guess, different and they sac- and Yeah, sacrificed like a lot. Like mum and dad, I think back, they never would have had a weekend together because yeah. – Zach was off doing one his thing here, one parent there. and mum was off with me and I actually think and I, I think I appreciate a lot more now because I have more of an understanding is you know like on when you get a car service little sticker it's like oh you can go April 2022 or yeah. when you get to a certain amount of kilometres and mum would always, always reach the kilometres before it was the month so thank you thank mum. you mum <laughs> And so you. when did um, – you obviously played City and Metro yeah but then you made is it the Melbourne – Boomers? Yeah, development. I played uh, – I was a DP, which is a development player for the Melbourne Boomers. Yeah, and you got Rookie of the Year. Yeah, so year. actually through injuries I managed to get like just – you take opportunities as they come and yeah. for me a couple of players got injured. So 
I kind of just made weaseled my way in and managed to like I think I got a starting position in Canberra um, and yeah it was just true opportunity that I got to play I think a handful of games like five or six games for them um, didn't do much but I was considered the only rookie so I guess it was oh, like please. you, you know, always undersell yourself I reckon there was heaps and you would have owned it um, <laughs> so I didn't have many to choose from so they're like ah oh, yeah you can have it and we'll have you next year so yeah <laughs> that was me you talk about the kilometres in mm. the car and like how much driving your mum did to get you to sport um, I feel like we've lived the same childhood like my mum and I did the same thing and my mum became my best friend because of it like I was always daddy's girl until I got older and (laughs) then mum was in the car with all the trips and we just became really close we you and your mum have a great relationship now was that the reason why you guys are so close yeah and I think like you said you know you could be I was daddy mummy's girl but you know you kind of forced into that friendship I say forced but I don't no, mean it that, the, that way at all. You're stuck in the car for an hour with your mum. And we, <laughs> yes, school. I had no choice. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I didn't want to talk, but um, she, like, the, I could list the, like, a massive, you know, an abundance of things of what mum sacrificed for myself and for the kids. And, like, I'll rattle off one. She, she had a great job at South Morang Primary School and she, and we were going to school in Kilmore. Um, so that was just, like, opposite polar opposite ends of the world um she actually moved to st patrick's primary school which is next door to the high school i went to purely so she could finish work grab us and go to training like she fully moved her whole career when she was in such a you know i was on a good wage enjoyed it there had built you know her own identity at the school and upped all that and moved to primary school and actually went to Went to a public school first and then moved to a Catholic school in Kilmore. Yeah. Like, make it all, work. all just to make it work, just so I could, you know, get to training on time. And yeah. she would open the gym for me so I could shoot hoops before training. And we we lived in Whittlesea and that is like, it's pretty, it's at least an hour drive everywhere. So hence the kilometres that would rack up. Yeah. And yeah, I would just, we'd spend hours together and I'm a bit of a, social butterfly and a talker as you can probably pick up on um so like after the games or after trainings I would always like to stay behind half an hour but I never realized I just took for granted that mum actually sat there the whole time yeah she's driven me to training waited whilst I trained and then has also waited an extra half an hour just so I could be a little social butterfly and then driven home Mm. after she's just worked like and then driven and then sits in a car while just also I could do this and then yeah I feel so guilty at the times that like I would crack it at her because I was like oh you ungrateful little sod Chloe like she's just sat for three hours so you could train because I didn't have my license because I'm a December baby December babies (laughs) um so and I played in older teams and they all drove and like so it didn't really matter when they left but mum mum was always sat around made sure I never missed out on anything and I'm just like oh god why didn't you talk to her more like yeah why'd you crack it so easily sometimes but I mean we're better off for it and yeah she's yeah it's funny looking back now like I could say that about my mum as well but it's nice that we I guess we still have that opportunity that I I don't know like and for me when I like for instance making the diamonds 
telling them was such a big thing because your goal becomes their goal as well. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, using the word sacrifice, they sacrifice so much just so we can live, it at, live out our dreams and you don't actually understand until you're older like yep. that they actually did that because yeah, as kids you just think, well, I'm your child, so you should do yeah, it. Yeah, you got to do <laughs> it. Like, you know all that money that you earn during the day? Yeah. Like, spend it on me. Like, yeah. give you me basketball shoes. You what money is, do you, until no, you like, I, No idea because yeah. I like another story for you. Like, I had a training camp in... Bendigo, got all the way to Bendigo from Whittlesey, forgot my and basketball how shoes. That? Oh, like two hours? Yeah. Forgot <laughs> my basketball shoes. Then my mum did. Went down to like the local sports mart, got me these basketball shoes so I could just train for the weekend. Yeah. Like, just incredible. Like, yeah. I would have been like, oh, well, barefoot it is for you then. But she actually went, and do you know what I had the audacity to do? I don't like these shoes. <laughs> kids. I was like, oh. why would you have kids? <laughs> Honestly, Chloe, I think back and I'm like, I would have slapped her right then and there, but she didn't. And I oh, said, wait, that's so you have clunky. kids, which will be a very long way away. You just hold off, Chloe. Oh, you nah. just keep moving your career. Oh, I would do anything. I think mum's ingrained that in me. Like, my kids, like, I want to give them the same opportunities that mum gave me because I. I think I've turned out all right and um yeah I you know shout out to my mom I think I'll do the exact same for my kids as she's done for me yeah oh and like she'd be loving every everything you do doing now everything like, everything <laughs> like she's always there she's got always she's got the Collingwood jump on with number two on the back like, yeah like you say it's your dream and you're living it out but so are they like so I think yeah definitely shout out mum and dad you guys have been <laughs> awesome um and then you so back to basketball. Ever like it's obviously a known thing that you got offered a college scholarship. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a bit about it? Because I the basketball world's weird for me. I don't really understand it. Do you obviously like in Australia you get scouted? There are people that yep. watch you. Does that are those scouts from college over here, or do you have to send tapes? Like um, so, what you can do, like you can be scouted, but you have to you have to stand out to be scouted. Like yeah. you'd maybe top five players in your state to be like recognized from them directly otherwise I had a manager that put together like a little highlights clip from my national um campaigns and he actually sent them off and that's obviously his business and his job is he's got connections over in the states and he forwards on the footage and they watch it and then they decide from there if we want to give this person a chance if we want to see them meet up with them Skype them um, and I think he just collates all of them. Um, whoever's got an interest in Chloe Malloy, they just would get back in touch with him. And then he, it's a, he comes back to me and then he's like, well, these are all the ones that do you want to meet with? And then he obviously has an idea about him. He's like, oh, this one's good. This one's not good. So you end up choosing three because it's weird. So the NCAA have rules where you can go over and tour but you can only be on each campus for 24 hours and yeah. you can only choose three. So I, you go over there and it's like full on three so days. you went over there? Yeah, yeah. So I went over, well, obviously. experience in itself. Oh, it's amazing. Mum and I went, obviously. Um, but yeah, the whole process is you Skype them first and then they offer you to come over and you are honestly treated like royalty. Because um, they want you. Because they want you. Yeah. Of course, they're going to throw the kitchen sink at you. Um, but you can only be on campus for 24 hours, which it was incredible to share that with mum because, like you said, their dreams kind of become, you know, our dreams kind of become theirs. Um, so we were over there. We've solid three days. Like, 
I remember coming home, we were exhausted, but it was so cool to be over there and like so dumb. But one of the things I remember was you scanned in with your thumbprint and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what is this? Um, so that's how it works is I had a manager that contacted colleges and then you go over, do your tour and then you come back and then you got to make a decision between the three based on how the tours went. Yeah. And so you've obviously got a scholarship. Yeah. And then you, which everyone knows, decided not to go. Yes. Was that um, a hard decision for you? Like, or was footy just always <laughs> your love? And actually, like, I know some people be like, oh, that would have been so hard. Like, yeah. but for me, I was like, nah. <laughs> it's just in that time, I was like, no. I know, easy for me to say back then because I didn't, like, it was an S next thing for me and it wasn't that hard because it's not what I wanted to do anymore but amazing Um, like that you knew at such a young age and like to have an opportunity like that like I think that just shows the person you are Chloe like you know who you are and you live by the way you are and that's why I love you because any other person kid adult anyone just would have done it because it was a good opportunity Mm -hmm. but you were like no I'm going to try my hand in this. Oh, I'm blushing. Stop it. Stop it. Didn't put <laughs> no, it but it's massive. Like, <laughs> and I think all of us actually underestimate that decision you made because, one, you're saying like, it was really easy, but I would have said yes, even though, like, I suck at basketball. <laughs> because it's like, oh, I get to be at college. Yeah. Like, and who knows where that can go, where you mm-hmm. haven't even been drafted for footy yet. Yeah. So it's still, that's still an unknown, where you have an opportunity saying you can have it right here right now for four years paid for and i think that's what and study paid for everything four years like and now i'm like i say stuck with i'm stuck with the uni debt but like i had four years paid for me and i think even i probably underestimated a little bit how big the decision was because once that college window closes it doesn't open back up like that was then and there it was yes no and if you say no well that will never ever come back you yeah. don't take it now you don't take it ever yeah. um and like all my friends headed off to college they all did that um and they're only just getting back now but yeah it was easy for me probably harder for mum yeah. um because she was like well this you know this from? is a we're yeah. a team like didn't we have this joint decision that college was going to be what you did and she was along for the ride for everything she yeah. paid for the whole ride um so I think it was hard for her to hear, but she... How did you tell her? Uh, I actually I struggled to because I knew how much it meant to her. Um, and I was like, I just, I don't know how I'm going to get all the words out. So I actually wrote a letter, gave it to mum, like slid it under her bedroom door. And then I ran back to my room just like, oh my God, I'm going to college, but She's gonna kill I might me. as well look at the date because I'm done for after this. Um <laughs> So then she came and we had we clashed heads, but it was all good intentions because she just wanted to, you know, and I look back now and reflect back. I was like, she was being the devil's advocate just to make sure that I was certain in what I wanted to do because... Yeah, and under, I guess trying to show you the choice you're actually making. Yeah, and she wanted to put in perspective and be like, you know, you are young, are you sure? Like, it's four years, you, you, four you're years quite young. And I was like, yep, yep, footy, I'm going to play footy. And like you said, I hadn't been drafted yet. So yeah. I kind of had, felt like I had a little bit to prove if I wasn't at a college, I'm like, all right, Chloe, you got to get your ass drafted because if yeah. you don't, oh God, yeah. <laughs> what you going to do then? I don't know. Maybe go play netball. Wear a skirt. Maybe I'll wear a skirt then. But yeah. And so was that the year you got drafted? Did it happen quickly? 
Yeah, it was a pretty quick turnaround actually. Um, I think I had to make the decision in June and then come September, that was when the draft was. Um, so I went, I, when I gave the scholarship, I went and played um, TAC Cup, which is now NAB League, for Colder Cannons as an overager. Um, I hadn't even like, looked into the process if I could even play footy because I was at a certain age where you can't, but I was considered a rookie. So played NAB League, went to play on to Diamond Creek, and then, yeah, I ended up getting drafted in September by – September? October. Around that, that uh, yeah. time um, to Collingwood. Yeah. And I was like <laughs> – Mum was like, mm-hmm, good job. But she was like overwhelmed for me because um, she probably knew it wasn't an easy decision for me to make. And I think once she saw the smile on my face while I was playing footy, she was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I can relax now. This is this is a good decision for her. Yeah. And it was a decision that I made on my own. I think that, you know, it's held me in good stead and I am very comfortable with who I am. You know, some say like, oh, you're in 22. You don't really know what you want yet. And I'm like, oh. I don't know what I want, but I know who I am. So I'm pretty well set up for, you know, whatever life throws at me. And yeah. if I don't want to do something, to be honest, I'll just be like, no, I just no, don't want to do it. Yeah. And so you were Collingwood's first pick. And were you the second? Third. So Third Fremantle had the second pick. Yeah. Which I didn't nominate for Fremantle. So there's no way I was going there. Yeah. Um, and w- did you nominate for other clubs? Like, how did that Oh, work? you could nominate um, – because you got picked up clubs? as a rookie, didn't you? Did you no, nominate? I got drafted, but I could only be picked up by Collingwood because of netball. Okay. So the way it worked, we either nominated Interstate or Victoria. That was like yeah. the only two choices you had. Yeah. And I think if you went on to Interstate, the next window would be like what state it was yeah. um, outside of Victoria. So I yeah. took Victoria. Yeah. And did you like speak to other clubs or is it just like, okay, well, Collingwood have the next pick or yeah. the first two picks? We had a, um, a day... Like, oh, you know the testing day that the boys do? I can't yeah. think of the name of it yep. right um, now. But um, I just played in a grand final against um, Darabin and I'd sprained my AC joint. So I didn't participate in it. But on that, I think it's at Eddie Had yep. Marvel. Um, and across two days and you actually meet with clubs and I met with a couple of clubs. But then if they were really keen, met outside with them. I think I met with Melbourne, Western Bulldog and Collingwood yep. outside of those and Carlton as well. So those four four sides. Yeah. And so what was it like getting like picked up with Collingwood? You, your family's obviously got history with Collingwood. Was that like refreshing or nice that you had that? Yeah, I didn't think too much about the, the family connection, um, if I'm really honest, because I'd, I'd actually forgotten about it because Jared played Brisbane first and then only had a couple of years here, but yeah. his name's on the wall um, yeah. somewhere. But it was pretty cool, like mum... I remember getting home from the draft night and mum had decorated the house in like black and white. You could only yeah. just imagine what yeah. it looked like. Um, but I was calling She would have had all the colours there just in case it was another She was like, well. oh, here we go, yeah, yeah there's this. And, okay, they can chuck them out. Um, yeah. But yeah, got home for that. And it was, you know, it's nice to be wanted, um, but we're all calling with supporters. So it was kind of a nice little touch to be at Collingwood because I've always grown up with a, a Pies jersey on. I had Daisy Daisy Thomas's number on my back and number 13 and um, number five in Bucks and, Di- um, you know, Alan Didak, Leon Davis, watching all those players grow up and then having a supporter jersey as, as a little girl and then having my own jersey, yeah. that was kind of, that's like kind of cool. That was really cool. Really cool. Like you don't, you don't have players 
like, and that's, I guess, the difference with netball. Like, netball, we decide where we go. Where footy, you don't get to decide. It's bizarre, so you, hey, the you two. Be, yeah, you're following this one team your whole life mm-hmm. and, like, they mean so much to you. And you, you hear the stories, like, players that go for Carlton and then they end up here. And that's, yeah, and they're like, I never teams. would have gone for Collingwood. You know, but now yeah. they're here. So, it, yeah, blows my mind. But, like, the fact that you went for Collingwood, you know the history. Mm. Like, I came here, I did not realise that we were either loved or hated. There was yep. no grey, you mm-hmm. know? Like, so that for me, well, that was a shock where you would have pretty – you grew up. Yeah, there. I think I'm only, like, one in a handful that's probably been drafted to the team they grew up barracking for. Yeah, which pretty, is awesome. Yeah. Own that. Own that. <laughs> and your first year, like, so um, your first game was against Carlton. Yeah. And – you dominated. You got like 20 disposal in your first game and everyone's like, who is this kid? <laughs> is that... Well, I actually remember your first game, Chloe, because you were so cool, calm and collected. Like, <laughs> it looked like you'd been in the team from day one, but it was your first game. Is that... Were you expecting to be that or were you deep down nervous? Because <laughs> um, you did not look nervous at all. I think I was just having fun. Like... Yeah. Um, I know sometimes I can come across quite arrogant, um, but I just have like a full belief in myself that, and and I don't know, it's a mindset kind of for me that I was going into that game and I still remember and I haven't really changed my mindset across, you know, my whole years of footy is that, like I have been beaten that many times that, you know, that's inevitable. I'm not going to win every contest, but I go out with a mindset that, I'm going to beat the player that I'm on. And I think that's what I came in with. And I had no expectations on me because I hadn't played much footy. Um, You know, I didn't really know the Carlton team. I just watched from afar. um, And I had played some good games, Diamond Creek and and with the NAB League. So I had a lot of confidence coming in. And then, yeah, my, like I said, call me arrogant, but my mindset was that no one was going to beat me. And I think that's... And then I was just having fun. Like yeah. it's unstoppable. It's hard to stop someone who's having fun and who's confident. And that's what I was in that night. And also, once you run out of the square, you get a disposal. So sometimes I'd get some cheeky touches because you run out of that. But I was just having fun, and it was yeah. enjoyable. And yeah, even though we lost, like that's annoying. But yeah, I was just a kid, like living a dream, having fun. Yeah, you say it. People call you arrogant, or like it comes across. It could come across like that. I think the people that would find it arrogant don't know sport or don't know athletes because if you're going to be a good player, if you're going to be a player at this level, you need a bit of arrogance. Agreed. And if you don't have that, you'll get walked all over. Like it, I'm 100% like that. Like I'll cross the line. I'll never cross the line thinking I'm going to get beaten. Mm-hmm. And if it happens, well, then they were just good enough on the day. But you go in thinking you're going to beat them. Otherwise, well, if it happens, you get pissed up. off and you're like you've just fired me even more to beat you next time. Yeah. And like, that's like you said, if you don't have arrogance, I think there's, you kind of put a ceiling on yourself for elite sports. Yeah. hundred percent. What's next? Like, but yeah, you've gone from your first game and you've just like dominated. And this is what I love about you. And probably the only, cause you played back, right? The yes. first year. Yeah. And so far for me watching footy, AFLW, you're the first back player who's ever had two forwards put on them to try and stop you <laughs> rather than, like, two defenders two, two going defenders on a forward. On a I, I, remember, I think it was – who was it? Maybe Freeman. Freeman or it would have been Freeman. Yeah, and I was like – I'd done my hammy. I wasn't playing. And I was just like, how does she have two forwards <laughs> on her? Like, why is that? And I was hitting you off the ball. Um, brutal game. Brutal game. But was that like a – like, because I find if a, play, if a, a team's doing that to me – 
That's like the ultimate respect. Oh, it is the biggest compliment. Yeah. Like even like any position you're on and getting tagged in the mid, like I think having two defenders come to you as frustrating as it is, it's like... Yeah, especially when they're forwards. So they're changing <laughs> yes. their game plan. You're going defensive forward. Yeah, yeah. I, but I think it's the biggest compliment and I was told that early on, like don't let it get too much to you because that is like the biggest sign of respect is when they actually need to put two players on you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was freaking hard. That yeah. game was so was brutal. Because I'm pretty sure that was like game two. Like you've gone from like game freedom two, yeah. <laughs> to like two <laughs> players two on, on you. Yeah. yeah, that was brutal. And I think um, Gabby O'Sullivan like punched me behind the ball. Like I'm still scarred from that game. I think Ebony Antonio stood over the top of me and was like pointing at me. And then Lauren Tosserero came in. I just remember her grabbing someone's jersey and like – a player that you definitely want on your team is Lauren Tosserero. <laughs> oh, God, my she mom, is there. She plays yeah. footy for the fight. Yeah. My mum said to me, like, after, I think it was, like, round, oh, it was, like, two games left and my hammy just got better. And mum, and, like, Loz was either in or out. Like, she was in one week, out the next week. And my mum was like, you are not playing unless, <laughs> unless that girl is on in. the ground. Yep. Like, but she's she was like, the ultimate there. protector. Ultimate protector. But, yeah, it was full, like, that was such a fun season, though, for me. Um, and then like, I was, I'm sure we'll touch on like it all came kind of crashing down. But yeah, I had but a lot of fun. It didn't happen in your first year, which was a good no, thing. No, first year was a good year. We will definitely get there because that's, I think that's a massive part of your story. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, first year and then you get AFLW, <laughs> Collingwood, MVP. <laughs> yep. In our team. So first year in MVP, like that just does not happen in any sport in any world. And then... You get NAV Rising Star through the league. Like, mate, what a year. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. It was a very awesome year. And I I think, um, you know, put all the accolades aside that I got that year. I think it was just for mum and I, it was like just a – not that I ever needed that reassurance or anything because I knew what I was doing. You know, I was confident in myself, but obviously mum can't read my mind and, and whatnot. But for her to see her daughter thrive in something that, you know, was a gamble from the beginning, yeah. it was almost like reassuring for her. And it was yeah, a reassurance the right that, that mum needed. And, yeah. and um, you know, there's a lot of external noise during the time, but it kind of just, that all shut up because yeah. it was like, oh, she actually can play footy. Like, yeah. and, she's, and play she's well. actually <laughs> all right at it. So, yeah, it, like... They're amazing accolades and like it is cool that that's how my story starts. But um, giving that reassurance to mum and almost like did it for the both of us um, at the end of the day because, yeah, she's been there always through whatever sport I've played, skirt, no skirt. So, yeah, yeah it was an awesome year for the both of us. Yeah, I'm definitely going to put you in a skirt, by the way. <laughs> I can't wait for this day. <laughs> I've actually, I've matured a bit, okay? I'll put it in my skirt, dress okay. Skirt. Well, we now play in dresses for netball. I reckon you do oh. all right in netball. I just don't have a bum for it. I don't have a bum. Yeah, I just feel like <laughs> flat. That's all right. It's what mine looks like. <laughs> um, so you did mention you had an injury, a pretty significant one, and it was with the VFLW. Yeah. And in a prelim, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Against Geelong. Yeah. And mm-hmm. first, can you explain what it is? Because I now know, but I'm sure a lot of people don't actually know what a Liz Frank injury is. Yeah, so if like, pretty sure like the bones and the ligaments are pretty similar in, in your feet, but just metatarsals and um, what are it? Metatarsals and metacarpals. That's what it is. Mate. 
I don't know. I, I didn't left school in year 11, so don't <laughs> um, ask me. But it's the ligament that kind of controls the toe movement. So if like this was your foot, it, it's a ligament within the midfoot. Yeah. Um, and it snapped. So which means that I lost a lot of a lot of I lost all my ability to to control my toes. So it's pretty um, much like the Achilles, but for your foot. Yeah. Like the top of your foot. It was an horrific. Uh, they call it a car crash accident because when you're in an accident, you have like front on collision, your foot and, and you're on the um, pedal, it comes back and it's quite common in car crashes. Dane Swan did his, Liz Frank. Daniel Wells actually did his, Liz Frank, as um, in the same season, which was quite bizarre to have two players at the same club with the same injury. Is that what kept Dane Swan out? Yeah, I think he was on the verge of ending his career, but that kind of was like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. done. So but it's that big of an injury. It, it, couldn't, it could have been career-ending. Um, yeah. I think I had the age on my side um, and, and I'm a – you know, a milk drinker, so plenty of calcium. Um, but yeah, I lost all feeling. I remember it happened. Um, so you lost feeling of your toes. Yeah. So I came to the bench and I tried to run and I just like, obviously when you can't control your toes, it's quite hard to run. And it was, it swelled up straight away. It was bruised. I couldn't move my toes. And I remember Millie, um, I can't say her last name to save myself, but she was like, okay, can you feel this? And I was like, no, can you feel this? And I was like, Oh, that would nah. so scary. Can you feel this one? I was like, no. Nah. She's like, can you wriggle them? I was like, mm-mm, can't. Like, I have and no control. And was it like you couldn't because it was painful or you just – No, I no just – I literally every ounce of me was trying to get my toes to move. I just – because the ligament was snapped. So yeah, that's gone. The that message was... from here was not going to the toes. Yeah. It was like bouncing back. Um, and within a few hours, 24 hours, my foot was fat and I actually – Millie, I, I asked her, I was like, did you know what it was? She's like, yeah, I just couldn't tell you. Like, yeah. we had to get it confirmed by scans. And um, I actually had to put off scans because it was so swollen. And I spent two, three days just with my foot in a bucket trying to get the swelling down so they could scan it, see what it is, and then spend another few days getting the swelling down so I could have surgery. So once they, you know, made an incision, it wasn't like a Stop sausage on a barbecue. Yeah. So, yeah, it was... <laughs> I've um, never heard that. That's awesome. It was, uh, yeah, it was quite a defining moment yeah. in my life. Yeah, and, like, let's talk about that because you're a, ki- you're a kid when that <laughs> happened. You're still a kid, which is unbelievable. Um <laughs> But that's like that's massive because you've just gone from being NAB Rising Star, Collingwood MVP, to now you're going to miss the next season. Mm-hmm. So you still, you know, the way we train is you're still there every training, you're there every game. It's tough. Yeah. Like, and it's you know I'm going through it at the moment. You, if the team's successful, unsuccessful, it doesn't matter. You just you don't feel a part of it. There's nothing. There is like honestly. I mean, and you can you know, give so much, but it's, it's yeah. you're not on the field. And it's like you could try to put a positive spin on it, but I just don't think there's any point in trying to talk up something that is absolutely miserable. Like, yeah, I remember getting told in the in the office. Um, I, don't, I only remember one line, which is like, "You won't be playing next season," and I just was like, "You just don't." What do you mean? I was like, in my head, and this is what went through my head. I was like, "What?" Like. You can't, you can't, oh, what? Like, I can't play? It's still ages away. It's still ages away. I was like, away. what? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was like, it was interesting because oh, once, you're, once you're injured, you damage goods. And in an environment like a sporting environment where your body is your tool, once that's broken, 
there's you kind of you know you, you we all have our own experience and and the worst your worst is only your worst and you can never compare it to someone else and um but you damaged goods in a sporting environment i wasn't you know for what i was getting paid to do i couldn't couldn't do that anymore i just physically my body was not able to do it um and you just you're not out there on the field you know you're doing what you need to do up here and and you're just in a way unwanted because well you can't do what you're meant to do which is footy so you know go get yourself right and then once you're good come back to us and then you can come back and be involved um although like i was in a, a like an, an analysis position it's not what i wanted to do like i'm so grateful that they kept me engaged because you know i could have easily slipped and just gone oh, i don't want to do this anymore so that kept my mind ticking over but like i wanted to play footy and i, I couldn't physically do that and like i said I've, I've said it before i was damaged goods and it's yeah. just it's like a broken toy you're not going to play with it yeah well you never know <laughs> unless you nah. go fix it which is what happens nah. when you go through rehab no but you feel like and i know what you, you're talking about because you go from being the superstar where everyone wants you everyone wants to be your best mate to i'm a number yep and like and this is where i guess i'm at at the moment is i feel like a number and i know you did feel like that and like i was there when you went through it but Eve, like the cub can throw anything at you but it doesn't matter what it is because you're just like I'm not doing like you said you're not doing what you want to do mm-hmm. but did you did you learn anything in that time like yeah. did you feel like you came back a different athlete athlete take athlete away I think I came back a different person um, and it sounds so ridiculous but I'm so grateful I went through hardship because I think hardship is the one thing that you can learn from I mean you can either it can either define you or like let it define you or you can and choose to take learnings and grow from it and be like oh yeah that happened but I'm so much better off for going through that mm. and it kind of like probably came at the best time you know I was up here like you know maybe the head was starting to get too big things were happening and it was like all right we just need to take you down a couple of steps and I just kind of went Phew, like I didn't take a couple of steps down I just Crashed. hit kind of rock bottom yeah. straight away um and the, like you know, I had so much support around me, but at the end of the day, there was only one person that was going to get me through it, and that was myself. So, um, spent a lot of lonely hours, you know, in my own head, um, thinking I'm never going to be able to do this again. I'm never going to kick footy again. Having all these thoughts, um, but I think hardship is the greatest thing that you can learn from. So, I'm so glad I went through it at such a young age because I'm so much better off for going through it. Not that I ever wish an injury upon someone, but in a way, I kind of do hope you, everyone goes through a little bit of hardship. Not not, not to my certain point, like the way you hit rock bottom, but to a, a point where you're like, it kind of puts things things in perspective. Yeah, and like, oh, like, yeah, we, we, how good we actually have it. So, yeah, I'm in the, in the weirdest way. I'm so glad I went through an injury. Yeah, but you talk about like, you know, how you're being in your own head. So one thing I find about long-term injuries, like when it's a 12-month of rehab kind of thing, it is so much mental than it is physical. I think everything is like so much more mental because yeah. I remember kicking, um, I kicked softball to start with and I was like, that didn't even hurt. Like yeah. that stung a little bit, but gosh, I could do that. And it is all mental and, and you'll probably go through that. You know, your body could be so good, Brazzy, but your head is just not there yet because it's like... If you're still having thoughts like you watch and you're like, oh, I can't do that, but physically you can, but mentally you can't, it's like your head needs to catch up with your body so they're kind of on the same page. Did you go through that coming back? 
Yeah, definitely. Like my body was good. I was walking, running, doing all that. Um, I remember you were here and you took your first like step. Few steps, yeah. And, yeah, you broke down. Burst into like, tears. Yeah. And I think I burst into tears just because I was like, I'm finally, at one stage, I'm able to walk. <laughs> at one stage I thought I'd never do this again. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, Paul Campbell who used to work here told me, you know, every now and then you just need to stop and smell the roses and like we're always trying to achieve more and like it's like we we get to that goal and they're like oh that's not good enough like let's go what's next where walking for me was like wow at one stage I didn't think I'd ever do this again and it doesn't feel you know as normal just yet but holy moly this like a few months ago I was on the couch going I'll never walk again and I was doing it so that's that's where the emotion came from yeah and now you're playing footy again and now I'm back doing it again and I'm like What foot? What and you, injury? And you're not just doing it again. You're now forward and you're kicking goals <laughs> and you're staffing the goals and you're running around dodging people like a superstar, like that you haven't missed a year. Like that's what it looks like. Yeah. Is it nice to be back? Oh, definitely. Like this is what I wanted to do. Um, and every now and then I've got to think like, oh, at one stage this was taken away from you and could happen again to anyone at any stage um and like it's actually interesting I've had a couple of things pop up with my foot um pulling up a bit sore here and there and it was always going to take me a little bit to get back into it because it was such a significant injury um but when it's sore it's like oh okay that's a reminder like remember that time you you know you were crying on the couch you kicked the phone ball and it hurt like let's just remember that and be grateful that we're here and my body can do what it's doing at the moment yeah and just keep enjoying those moments because i tell you what me watching these games you snapping the ball i'm (laughs) enjoying them probably just as much as you are and i know your mum would be loving it Um, oh she is of course she is. Of course she is. So she's is probably going to be the first person to watch this. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad. And if she's not, she'll crack it. Yeah. And you'll probably get a share she from her. She might get a preview early before. Oh, she'll get a little <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> no, but Chloe, you're, you're an absolute gun. I'm so glad you played for Collingwood and I don't ever have to play against you. <laughs> you definitely show me up. You're a freak. You're, you're someone that oh, I'm, I still can't believe you're 22. Like it's the maturity you have, the skill you have. The fact that you can be playing this sport for 10 years plus blows my mind because I think you're just going to get better and better. And the fact that we're seeing younger kids come in and get better, but you've just skipped that. So thank you again for coming on this no, show. But Thank you. Please just keep playing the way you're <laughs> well, playing because, yeah, well, you're, you're so exciting to watch. And I think if I was a little kid, I'd be looking up going, that's what I want to play like. So. Well, well, thank you for the coffee, Brad. No, thanks, boss. And shout out to mum. I can't wait <laughs> for you to watch this.